We're just realizing now that Dante's phone turned off because it is literally too hot in the studio that his phone was like, screw this, I'm out. The temperature so, says like 106 for you, you know? Yeah, so forgive us. This is probably gonna go at this front of the video. Yeah, that's okay. Just yeah. to let people know, but uh, There's no video right now. It's just, uh, it's just yeah, essentially. Because Dante's phone died. So this is just where we are, yay. Mm. This is The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. Today on The Mud Peddlers, we are finally getting to part two of our photography slash videography session. And first of all, you can probably hear my voice is well and truly screwed because I protested so loud at the uh, Roe v. Wade protests. I am pro-choice and I screamed so loud that I screwed up my voice, but we're here for it anyway. So this week we're going to be discussing photography, but mostly like videography and short form video. Right. So since you kind of do YouTube and as of yet, I haven't done YouTube videos beyond just the mud peddlers on YouTube. Yes. Um, why don't you share a little bit about kind of how you prepare your content? How do you set up the video? Cause I know for myself, one of the biggest things that always stops me from actually recording my work, especially for YouTube is this, it's just like, I can't wrap my head around like, okay, what do the shots need to be? How do I film everything? For me, it's much easier to do like reels and like short form video and I have my own like prep for that that I'll go into. Yeah. But tell me, tell me your secrets. Well, there's a couple, there's a couple things I want to address first and let's start off with YouTube, right? Yeah. For YouTube, you have to realize that for crafters especially, unless you're gonna partition your work into separate videos, so like unless you're gonna do a video on throwing and then yeah. a video on trimming and then a video on glazing and then do a kiln opening. Yeah. But you're doing the same product, right? Right, if you're right. doing that, you're gonna have to wait a fairly long amount of time. Like, let's take somebody popular like PewDiePie or Markiplier or, hmm. or Lily Sings, right? Like, if you're talking about these YouTubers, these are non-crafters. Right. So what they're doing is they're getting in front of a camera, they're talking, they edit it, it's done. They can probably do a video in like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, Especially, assuming that they have editors and like... Well, I mean, they have editors, but that's because they're like big name right, YouTubers, right, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can, they can pump them out two, three videos a day, most likely, mm. for one video game and then separate that game off into different parts. For crafters such as us, unless we want to partition those things off into separate, like one thing being made in multiple processes, yeah. we're going to have to wait a long time. Right. So essentially you're saying if, if you want to see like, okay, this is a mug, start to finish, if you want to make that whole video, an actual start to finish video, it's going to take a, a month. month. Easily a yeah. month. Easily. And on top of that, you don't want to have one piece of content. And this is, I'm speaking as if you're, I'm speaking to somebody who's making oh, the right, content, right? Right, right, right. This is if you're making that content and you want multiple things. So for example, for me, whenever I do a glaze review video, yeah. one of my more popular videos, mm -hmm. I'm doing like three or four of those in a row and a fourth of my kiln load of my 1027 are only glaze review videos. Oh, and that okay. lasts me a month. And then I might have some extra videos on the side and that's one week is one video on Saturday evenings okay. or mornings. Now, when you do the glaze review videos, are you showing the process of making the test tile? No. For the, okay, so for the glaze review, you're basically, you're, it's those are easier to do in terms of sit down and record in one session. Yes. Because you're you're just showing the finished product essentially. You're not showing the whole process. Well, for me, it's it's part of the process. So for me, what mm -hmm. I do is I get a glaze off the shelf. Mm -hmm. I make sure it's a glaze I haven't done before. Right. Usually an Amico glaze. Amico Brent, thank you very much for sponsoring me in the past. I'll get that off the shelf. 
I'll put it on white clay, put it on brown clay, mix it with some other homemade glazes of mine, see how they work out well, mm -hmm. see how good they are on different clay bodies, different firings, put them in the kiln, then the second process, or the second tipping, it's taking them out, talking about the glaze, getting close-up shots of them, things of that nature. Okay. So that still takes at least three days if I took a bisque that I've already made, glazed it, waited for it to dry, put it in, took it out, videotaped it. Mm -hmm. And that's assuming I have the time and space and mental energy to, to do this. I want to keep in mind that that's still much more difficult than getting in front of a camera, talking, and then sending it out with music behind it. That's still like a three-day process minimum, and that's if you're not including the making of the object. Okay. How do you balance your feed so that you have a kind of, I guess, have a combination of the videos that are slightly easier to make and less time intensive versus the videos where it takes you like a month? What proportion of your feed is each of those categories and how do you balance that so for example we're about to have a video on and i don't know if your teacher did this to you it seems to be a thing hmm. in pottery culture where when you get into the intermediate and advanced stages of throwing your teacher gives you a set amount of clay they did this on clay buddies uh tim c run that oh page, yeah right? hi tim hi tim <gasps> tim's goaded well tim's more of a cat but like he's still goaded right i don't know what cat means Cat, Tim loves cats, and that's why I said Oh, but go, because that's greatest of all time, right? Yes. Okay. If you I, talk to Tim, I know things. Tim will meow at you. If you're like, hey, Tim, he's like, meow. Yes. He's, he's cool. Um, I still love that he called me eyebrows at Nsika, because <laughs> apparently I have very intense eyebrows, so I'd just be walking on the hall and be, but here, hey, eyebrows, and I'm like, nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, Tim. You with the face. You with the face. Not the weirdest, not the weirdest nickname I've ever had, so I'll take eyebrows. Yeah, anyway, carry 100%. on. There seems to be this thing in pottery culture where teachers will give you like a pound and a half to two pounds of clay, mm -hmm. and they'll say, make a 12-inch cylinder with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so you know what that is. Yeah. Yoshio put me through that. I've seen multiple classes do that to students, and I thought it was like a me thing. I thought like mm -hmm. I just had a phenomenal teacher. This seems to be a thing throughout like pottery culture mm -hmm. where they go like, oh, okay, do this. The crazy thing is Yoshio pulled up another four inches after that. Oh my God. It was like yeah. a pounds, maybe almost two pounds of clay. And I pulled 12 and I was like, Holy that was difficult. Shit. And he cut it off and was like, check it out. Oh my God. But videos like that are videos in which I go, okay, I don't need to trim this. I don't need to do this to this. I don't right. know. I can do the activity. I can say goodbye. I can do maybe a sponsorship thing yeah. real quick at the end and then we can call it good. Okay. So that's like a one session. That's a one session type of video. Yeah. So you have to mix them in. Mm -hmm. But while I'm doing that, the week of that video while I'm taping it, recording it, editing it, I'm generally making other content mm -hmm. for the next and next and next week. Right. I call so them crutch videos. I shouldn't call them crutch videos. <laughs> but they're like, well, this is important. I need to talk about this, but also I kind of need some time to make a video. That makes sense. That makes sense. Would you say that it's like 50-50 in terms of the meteor videos that take like a month and then the, the shorter videos that take maybe a session or like three days for like a glaze review video. Uh, it's like 70, 30, maybe even 80, 20 for me. The 80% is the longer. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and the long intensive videos, which I love by the way. I love my long intensive videos because there's always a small subsection of people who are like, this video is too long. Oh yeah. And yeah. my immediate thought is like, if you don't have the patience to sit down through a 20 minute YouTube video, this might be the wrong art form for you. But <laughs> yeah. This is my, if you ain't got the patience for 20 minutes, then like I don't. You gotta practice that patience. Yeah, not that it's not your medium, but you gotta practice that patience. The clay will humble you, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Yeah. How long would you say that it took you to get a sense of like what angles worked well? 
because you know obviously for like videos and like videography it's mm -hmm. just like photography in the sense of you can do a lot of different angles but then there's the whole thing where it's like how many how often are you editing in like an effect how often does the screen position change or does the angle of filming change how did you go about developing your like cinematography style and like and how would you characterize it now you know who taught me a lot about cinematography is, is if that's what you would call it is john the potter okay because like i still watch john the potter videos mm -hmm. But when I watch his videos, I notice that a lot of his shots are like close-up, clear action shots. Mm -hmm. So if he's glazing a pot. Like if he's, he does this thing where he gets a bucket, wicks up the glaze right before all that, sets up the camera, dips the cup real fast, and then takes it out real fast. Uh -huh. And the splash effect. Oh, yeah, And that's yeah, like yeah. the action shot that people like to see. Yeah. You know, the slow-mo action. Uh -huh. And I've learned that from him where like if I get a bottle of glaze and I get my tongs and I splash the, or I even like, pour the glaze on the product, the camera's gonna be on the spot where that clay is. Uh, and kind of like zoomed in. It zooms in, it make, yeah. I make sure it's real clear, I make sure it's focused down that spot. Not every shot is an action shot like that. Mm -hmm. But I've realized that a lot more people like that. Yeah, I saw John the Potter's and I was like, that makes sense, that's, I feel like I knew that, I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> it takes a bit more work. Yeah. But, um, and then the way I edit in, in general to, to switch gears is like, I'll do the base stock where I'll do me talking, make sure everything's, the contrast is good. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do the audio on top of that. And once I do the audio on top of that, then I'll add memes. Wait, so audio on top of that, do you mean like you do voiceovers or what do you mean? So the, you know how we have a recording thing right here? Yeah. There's also a recording from my natural camera. Oh. I have to mute the natural camera because the audio on a recording thing is way more. It, way better. Yeah. Way better, right? Yeah. So I combine those two. I do the, the base stock and then I do the audio. Mm -hmm. which are separated but I combine them later right and then I'll do like the music mm. and make sure that the spaces in which are dead or I'm not talking you can hear the music a little bit better right and then I'll put the memes in okay and then I'll and then I'll put like the intro the outro I'll pick a funny part of the video to put on the beginning of their yeah you know, like just as a little treat at the end of the credits for people who stay towards the end like a little marvel right and right that's that's, oh, that's fun my general like this is how i edit. that's the formula that's the formula for me personally yeah yeah but it takes me so long to get that footage to go back to the meat of yeah. the discussion to get that footage it takes me like a month worth of work right one kill load is at least six videos at least and then i have some filler or some crutch videos where i'm yeah. like let's talk about how to make a bowl i'm not gonna fire this bowl yeah bowl's not gonna get fired i'm just making it for you let's yeah. make a square bowl okay we're making a square bowl i'm not gonna fire a square bowl i don't want a yeah. square bowl yeah 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 one of the things that i notice is like it seems like within cinematography mm -hmm. this is both for youtube and then for like reels and things there's like the faster paced quicker edits you know like one angle being shown for a short amount of time before the angle changes mm -hmm. there's like the faster pace thing and then there's the more chill relaxing like we're just gonna like watch then there's like so that it's like one angle yeah. is there for like a longer amount of time it's more simple editing i feel like if i were to do more youtube work that's what i would be more inclined to do because it seems like it's simpler yeah in terms of the cinematography but i might be like Maybe, maybe I'm making a false assumption because no. maybe it just takes a decent amount of work still either way. Yeah. But it's like, like if I were wanting to do more of this, which branch? Because it's like, I think when I'm making decisions about things, I tend to think of, okay, what's the 50-50? And between the 50-50, what do I want to go more towards? Mm -hmm. And I tend to think, okay, I want to go like slower paced. Even though when I do reels, I tend to, when I, do, when I post the videos on my stories, I tend to do less quick edits, mm -hmm. but when I post it to reels, because one of the things that I've heard is 
people don't always want to watch a whole full minute reel. They can't. They, yeah. They can't. It's just like 15 seconds. Those tend to be like quicker edits, maybe a second yeah. or a second and a half. And so every beat of the song that's in the background when I'm making a reel will be like a, like a video change or another, or another like angle change. But that makes me think about how you do, how you approach like your YouTube, your like cinematography style as well. I think you're right about the, the longer form shots mm -hmm. for YouTube because I do that too. But the yeah. one comment that I got maybe a year ago was from a, per I think he's a okay. long time follower of mine. He was talking about how he really likes it whenever I change an angle after about a minute or so mm -hmm. because it lets him see the form in which I'm throwing. So it lets him uh, see my hand yeah. position. It lets him see how the clay is moving. As soon as he said that, my brain was like, that's good. Cause my main focus on the channel is to teach people. Right. Right. So if I can give you more information with a different angle versus what I'm already doing, mm -hmm. and there's no real extra effort I need to put into it other than moving the camera, I'm going to do it. Yeah. My main goal is to help you with your artwork. My goal is not to give you the most aesthetic shots, unless I'm giving you something that has pure entertainment. But teaching video is going to have different angles because I'm trying to teach you different angles. Mm -hmm. But a glaze review video is just going to show you the glaze. Yeah. Like, I think I probably have three main angles that I use. Cause like for the most part, when I do reels, I'm either doing a throwing video, right. a glazing video, and then a kiln opening video. And for the glaze video, cause like, again, even though just changing the camera angle shouldn't be a big deal in my brain sometimes, if I'm just like, man, I just want to sit down and work. I don't want to have to worry about filming stuff. Mm -hmm. The idea of having to take, to change the camera angle a few different times makes me just go, screw it. I'm not going to do any filming. And I, I think that's like, that's one of the things that I struggle with a lot is yeah. like pushing past that like resistance. So what I, what has been a happy medium for me so far mm -hmm. is like, so when I'm doing my throwing videos, 90% of the time that video is just going to be like a straight on right. or like maybe it's going to be a three quarter angle, but frankly, most of the time it's just a straight on. Mm -hmm. So you're basically, you can't really see my hand movements that well, but you're basically getting to see like a well lit shot of this, th of this form being thrown. And that's one angle. It's, it tends to be a little bit wider it's not super close up yeah when i'm doing glazing the glazing reels that tends to be from like a it's closer but it's like a higher three-quarter angle coming down so you can see my hand movements better but you can also see like what my hand movements are touching right and it tends to be a lot closer up they like, love those close really those close-up shots they yeah so i'm like if i'm applying the wax resist onto the stamp it's like ah oh, it's like nice and close and then the last type of reel that I do, which is the kiln opening video, it's basically me holding the, the cup either by the handle or sometimes by the base and doing like a, like a couple seconds looking at it and then switching to the next cup and basically unloading the kiln showing each cup. Realistically, you could do, like if you're one of the folks who's just like, man, I really don't want to have to worry about reels. It's a whole other thing. It's annoying. Or in this case, like TikTok, because when I say reels, like we mean TikTok. We mean now. TikTok we mean as TikTok, well, because yeah. it's basically short form video. Anything you post on TikTok, you can post to Instagram and vice versa yeah. at this point. Yeah. So, or if you're resisting doing short form form video, give at least those three angles a shot because it will like the the algorithm likes it, you know, and it's enough to get things started without having to worry about doing a bunch of different angle changes and things like that. Cause I think that's like your editing skills. That's something that you really excel in is like when you do your videos, oh. 
I, I think at least. Like, Thank not you. that I watch every single one of your videos. Nobody but trained like, me. <laughs> well, you, at all. you've learned well, and you've learned well. And I, think, I just like, copied the YouTube people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but for real, though, like that's so much of like yeah. learning this stuff. I mean, that's how I, that's how I've learned how to do my short form video. How I learned yeah. photography is like looking at other people whose content I really like. Yes. And trying to figure out like, okay, what are they doing? And so like, I guess if I were to think about if you're trying to analyze how other people do short form video or even like longer video for YouTube, think about angles, think about how, like, like is, in, is, it, is it top down? Right. Is it over the shoulder? Is right. it three quarter view? So think angles, think how close up it is. Like, is it a, is it a close, nice macro, like, yeah. you know, meaty shot? Or getting is it like getting in there? Yeah. yeah. Or is it like more of like a widescreen so you can see like all of the range of motions a little more? Right. So angles, zoom, and like pacing, I think is the other big thing. Like how quickly are the shot angles changing or how quickly are you cutting to a new section of the video? Even if the angle isn't changing, like are you moving a, moving forward every second? Right. Or, or are the clips like five seconds or a minute? Like how long, how long? So like if you're trying to figure out like okay how do I even get started those are the three things that I would look at angles zoom uh, and pacing lighting lighting Lad, lighting, lighting is that. another huge thing yeah 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 lighting's a huge well lighting's a huge thing for me that I struggle with mm -hmm. uh, in general is because I love natural lighting I hate I hate listen to me now nah. I hate non natural lighting mm -hmm. I hate it so much I have so not so many I had like two or three people in a couple of my last videos talk about how my videos were a little bit too warm. Oh. They seemed a little bit more orange and shadowy, like sunset. Yeah. yeah. And the background, my my table that I record on is like already kind of orangish. Mm -hmm. And some people were like, "Yo, can you like make it brighter? Turn up the contrast." It, it feels. I want that feeling though. I mm. want that warm, inviting, earthy tone to it. When I see other YouTubers, they have like this. This, and I'm not naming any YouTubers, but I just I notice there's a difference in between like the person with plants in the back and the warm lighting and the natural sunlight and the the chick who has like. A steel table and some like Home Depot lights and I'm uh, like this feels cold and uninviting yeah if that's your thing that's cool I just don't want that feel to come through in my videos I want it to be very homey very earthy very mm -hmm. very warm and inviting so I use not a warm filter but my camera is set to have that contrast on purpose yeah yeah right yeah. but because of that I need natural lighting I can't mix that for lack of a better term filter even though it's really just camera setting yeah 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 with like cold steel tungsten lights. Uh, I can't do that. Yeah. No, no, that being said, like, I think we're both pretty lucky that like our workspaces have a lot of natural light. Like if you don't have the option to, you know, to have natural lighting, there are ways to get lighting so that it doesn't have that. Like if you've been at a dinner table where there's just one central light oh. over the table and it casts like really weird shadows Spaghetti on people's Spaghetti factory faces. ass lights. Yeah. So there's ways to there's ways to work around that so that you have still have good lighting, but it just takes it takes more work if you have um, yeah if if you're like working from a basement or working in like a warehouse where there isn't like natural a lot of natural light. I just want the surround the surround sound lighting. I just want yeah. I want the lighting to come from a space so far up above that it touches every bit of the planet. You know the sun. The sun. <laughs> but if yes. I have one little light in the corner, it's like. Cool, you're about to you're about to see one side, one fourth of a pot, I guess, one half uh, maybe, and yeah. I don't know. I just enjoy natural lighting, but that's you want enough reflective surface, not reflective as in like shiny reflective, just white walls, maybe a, a light brown desk, something of that nature, to reflect the light onto your pieces. Mm -hmm. So that way you can kind of see most of the facets of the pot. Yeah. Right, and that's why I get so close. 
to my pods. It's like, oh, we're looking at a glaze. Let's check it out. Along with that lighting, you also want to pick the time of day, right, that you're recording. So I know in my brain there's like four or five hours of the day where the sun is just in the right place mm. in the winter for me to record. Yeah. After that, sun go down, bye-bye. Sun go down, bye-bye. Sun go down, bye-bye, lighting Especially during, during the winter. Especially during winter where it gets dark at 5 p.m. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure there's folks in Alaska who are like, you know nothing. Yeah. You know? I can't mention anything about the weather on social media without yeah. someone else. Like, oh, it's really hot outside today. And there's some dude from Southern Texas who's like, oh, you don't know nothing about it, boy. I was born in a kiln. <laughs> Yeah, if you were born in a kiln, then you're the ultimate kiln god. You don't know how my Satan's toe is in my mouth right now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what I think the real, like, holy trinity of making content is, mm -hmm. and this is for, like, everyone. It took me a bit of time to get over this because I thought this was, like, cheating to a certain extent, uh -huh. is if you're... If you get good at editing video, you can then take portions of those videos and cut them into content for both Twitter, Instagram, YouTube Reels, and TikTok. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I wonder about is like, though, because I know like, I think I've seen you do this for, mm -hmm. for like on your, on your social media, but like one of the biggest things for me is like YouTube videos have to be landscape, but Reels, it's all portrait mode or it I, looks kind of weird. I have not no, going to lie. I have no opinion on this because I have an opinion on this. Tell me. Like my opinion towards almost all of it, almost all video is that it must be landscaped unless it's a picture of you. Because portrait mode is for portraits and everything else is a <laughs> landscape. Like even when I take pictures of my pottery, I, I, God intended it to be on landscape. <laughs> it says in uh, Leviticus New Age that he should always, oh, yes. Yes. New Age, I'm sorry, in a new Bible, that, <laughs> where people actually read, read the whole thing and follow the rules. Mm. <laughs> where it says always landscape unless portrait. Most oh. people disagree with this. Yeah, but, I mean, because like, like all of the reels and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're all, all they're all portrait mode and it's that that for me is like one of the things that always like makes me think, "Oh my god, I literally have to do double the work yeah. to have like a video for YouTube and then a video for Instagram or TikTok." I don't. I just cut so I just crop off the sides. So like yeah. if you put it in landscape or if you put it in portrait rather and there's those black sides yeah. because it's in portrait mode, right, right. my brain goes well, when I re-edit that, I'm just going to crop it so that the sides... You can't see the sides, and then it's going to edit out without the black bars. So then it looks like I took it in a different mode. Mm. But, like, you can't tell. <laughs> Only when I forget to do it can mm. you tell, which is a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's <laughs> which fair. is a good portion of the time. Yeah. I think Instagram has a thing where you can push a little button, it changes it from landscape to portrait. Yeah. But it just it takes just, the black bar. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's, there's a way to change it, but... What I run into in that case is that oftentimes the what I want to be in the frame isn't in the frame. It's cut out, yeah. It gets cut out, yeah. So it's like that is another one of those like mental blocks where I just don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah. But, but I hear what you're saying in terms of having one piece of content and then getting to use it multiple times. Yeah, there's like, no shame in it. Yeah, because it seems like especially with YouTube, you know, they have the whole like YouTube shorts thing. TikToks for YouTube. It's TikToks for it's YouTube, TikTok yeah. YouTube. That's kind of nice that that's an option. And then, of course, for Instagram, what I often like doing is I'll make a a longer video for my stories and then do a shorter version of it as a reel and then move that over to TikTok. Yeah. So it's like, if you look at my stories, you get a little bit more meatier, longer videos. Yeah. But that's like I'm still feeding the algorithm with like short like maybe 15 seconds. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get better doing shorter videos. It's hard. Cause it, yeah, because at first I was like, oh, this is great. I'll take a full minute and I'll show the whole process and people watch it. And then like, and again, this is sort of anecdotal, but what I hear is that 
people aren't often watching the full minute videos. They want something like shorter. I'm thankful that I have a fan base that has enough appreciation for me trying to help them with their artwork to watch most of the full video. Mm -hmm. But like even in YouTube analytics, it'll tell me the average watch time of every video. Yeah. If it's like 20 minutes, the average watch time is always like 12 minutes. Yeah. Which tells me a large majority of you are not finishing the video. Yeah. Your little serotonin brain is so kicked on all the time and so addicted to any stimulus that uh. you would rather click on another video that you were disinterested in than wait to see the conclusion and reward the center of your brain <laughs> to see the uh. end of a video. Like, and that's where TikToks and, you know, like, reels thrive, is that type of addictive serotonin feeding click. I don't know. They've just trained us to not pay attention for more than, like, 15 seconds. Yeah. My boomer, my boomer grandparents used to complain about how, like, oh, yeah, there's commercials every 15 minutes, so your brain's only trained to pay attention 15 minutes. And they were right. But <laughs> it's worse. It's 15 seconds now. <laughs> like, it's way worse now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm almost apt to make sure that my content doesn't reach more than, like... 10 seconds. If I can't finish up the whole process and show it to you in 10 seconds and mm -hmm. clip it all into a nice little package with a good thumbnail and make sure it has good contrast with a with a like mysterious yet funny little caption at the bottom, <laughs> then, like I'm not gonna do it. That actually reminds me, that's one section that we haven't really talked about a whole lot yet, but is um, like trending audio. Because from what I've kind of been able to see, it seems like trending audio is often like pretty short, like 10 seconds, if that. That's something that I have not used at all, but I know particularly with TikTok and kind of now on Instagram, mm -hmm. it's becoming more of a thing. So would you mind sharing your experiences with like trending audio and you how to use that? You don't do much trending audio. I don't huh? do it at all. It's I'm mostly sorry. just like lazy. I know I need to, I know I need to do it because I know it is like, it is a trend and it's funny, but it's also like, I just got used to it's, it's hard out <laughs> making here for regular videos. So what I, what I generally do with I wouldn't even call it trending audio, but that that is what you're aiming for, is to get audio that is trending so it gets more eyes on it, right? Right. Because the algorithm goes, oh, you use this audio, more people are looking at it, I'm going to recommend this to their feed because yeah. you're using it as well. Yeah. And based on how good the content is and how relatable it is and how funny it is and XYZ, XYZ, mm -hmm. then, then people like it and it gets more fish in the net, Yeah. Per, like, so to speak. So what I generally do is I waste hours of my day <laughs> on TikTok. Um, my brain power dies slowly, <laughs> but if I see an audio, see uh -huh. an audio, if I hear an audio, <laughs> if I see one of I the colors. I see an audio and I listen to the colors, yes. <laughs> yeah. If I get an audio clip that I like and I think I can attribute to any part of the pottery process, uh -huh. I will then save that audio, I will go through it later, and usually I can reimagine a scenario in which I can apply that to myself, and then I'll just yeah. make that, right, and instead mm -hmm. of like... Somebody who does metal work using that audio for themselves, I'll just attribute it to pottery. Right, right. And that's how I do it on TikTok. So there's a little button on TikTok and Instagram, honestly, mm -hmm. in which you can save audio. Yeah. And it'll make a list for you. You go into your profile, you click your saved stuff, looks like a little flag, and then you go down the list and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And then that's what you make. Like, the sound is the base of your recipe. Yeah. And then you just make TikToks that relate to that sound based on your craft or situation you can do it for drawing you can mm -hmm. do it for, you know what i mean yeah so what do you what do you feel like takes more effort making a short video where you're showing the process of something or making a video where you are using trending audio i stress out far more about making tiktok and reels um with the audio because mm. i see such fantastic content that i feel like little fish big pond where I feel like I shouldn't be doing this because like, what if no one likes it? And sometimes it doesn't oh. catch. Mm -hmm. The crazy thing is some of the stupidest thing catch on. <laughs> 
The yeah. stupidest stuff will catch on. And then, like, stuff that I'm like, this is really good. This is in-depth. This is meta right here. Nobody will carry, like, uh, 12 likes. Yeah. Versus the 10,000 I got on a different post that I'm like, Oh, my like, God. That took five seconds to make. That idea was dumb. Mm. Um, but if I make a YouTube video and I'm explaining the process, I feel comfortable because it's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. But if I'm making a Muscle Man or Scooby-Doo audio on TikTok, my brain is like, this feels cringy. Oh, like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So my brain goes like, uh, I have res reservations about doing that. But if the YouTube thing, I'm like, I'm essentially teaching a class for free on YouTube. Yeah. Where I'm just taking one facet of the process and helping people improve their game. Mm -hmm. Or I'm doing a Glazer view or, you know, something like that. So you feel like you have more purpose. So you're less like... 100%. About, okay. So the trending audio type videos... Yeah. Or they take less time, Way less time, but they're more like mentally stressful for you. If I wasn't stressing about it, I could probably make like three a day. Yeah. I have tons of audio, tons of audio saved. Yeah. Right? But like, I don't know, just something about it makes me go, mm, that's, don't do that. Mm. That's just maybe sit, like, I don't know. I feel like uh, personally, I am a pseudo teacher of YouTube. Mm -hmm. The amount of people who consider me their teacher because they don't have a teacher of their own. No, there's so many people. There's so many people that call. There's one person who calls me master, and I'm like, you don't have to. Please don't call me. Please don't call me master. Unless, Sorry, that's my laugh right now. Unless, if there is, if I mean, <laughs> oh god, Lindsay's throat's messed up, and if there is anything that would yes. like protesting is probably the thing that I'm the most prou proud of. You know. What oh, I mean? thanks, senpai. I. Oh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my lord. The algorithm is fickle and changes constantly, and you yeah. just have to keep up with it, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, regardless of the hashtag, you could be using all the right hashtags. Probably won't work out in your favor unless you have the right algorithmic formula. Going, yeah, you know. it's a lot. I feel like, like, I've probably said this before on the podcast and definitely in, you know, on Instagram mm -hmm. various times, but, like, I think my biggest issue with content creation is that I'm inconsistent and not like for months at a time but for a couple weeks at a time because I don't often like pre-plan content which is something I know that I should do but oftentimes what will happen especially if there are like changing trends and what I need to be doing for social media like when reels first became a thing or when yeah when reels first became a thing yeah. when tiktok started like skyrocketing what tends to happen is I get overwhelmed and then I don't post anything so it's yeah. like, I, I'll say this as advice that I also tell myself, but it's like, again, because content is content is stupid, but it's the world we live in. hundred percent. So if, if it's like, it is better to try and better to make something than to get overwhelmed and post nothing, because that's probably the worst thing you could be doing for the algorithm is like, yep. is not posting anything. Yeah. No, so. honestly, I take long. So I, I have the, I have this thing where. I feel like the content that I post is not good enough for eyes. Like if it's mm -hmm. not, if I'm not impressed by it, I'm probably not gonna post it. Right. But I understand that just like where I'm coming from, my aesthetic of art isn't everyone else's aesthetic of art or mm -hmm. aesthetic that they like. So I understand that like if I make something that I see as poor quality, somebody else probably loves it. Yeah. And that quality is probably the wrong word. Just maybe not my aesthetic. Yeah, um, yeah. Somebody else probably loves it. Like I hate the color yellow. I hate the color yellow. <laughs> Yellow and like highlighter red tilts me so hard. McDonald's mm. colors tilt me so hard. <laughs> McDonald's colors are yeah. panic colors and I don't like them. Panic colors, yeah. I hate them. If I make content that has any hue of that whatsoever, I'm like, I'm not going to post. 
almost that, right? Just because mm. I personally don't like it. Yeah. And it's not like you have to completely change like your branding or something like that. It's just loosening up about what you post and then also pre-planning content because that's something I don't do and it always bites me in the ass. Well, that the consistency thing is a big point that yeah. I want to dig into, like you said, mm. is if you don't post like every other day, the algorithm kind of forgets about it. Like I have 10,000... 11,000? Somewhere, something, I don't know. You got a fair number of subscribers. I got or, or, or followers on, because uh, you have, you're at what, like 60, are you at 65K on YouTube now? Yeah, I think I'm at like 70 something K. Yeah. You, so you have a bunch of followers on YouTube and then you have about what, 10,000 followers 10, on Instagram? Nine, ten, yeah. And then on TikTok, how many followers do you have on TikTok? Thousand. Okay. One yeah. K. Yeah. Something like that. But also like two things. Number one, I like to say one TikTok follower is worth like four subscribers on YouTube. Like TikTok <laughs> followers are really difficult, are, are really easy to get. And then subscribers are like people who want more long-term content from you. Mm. Constant TikTok followers are people who want to pay attention to you for 15 seconds a day. <laughs> and YouTube, You're so salty about YouTube, the TikTokers and the short I don't video. Even, I don't even like, just cause I don't know. Like your attention span has been whittled down by an algorithm that like controls your, and I don't like it. The, the thing with me personally, and small rant, small rant, I promise. Okay, okay, you're good. I promise small rant. The thing that bugs me is that I think I'm self-analytical enough to understand when someone's trying to, especially advertisements, are trying to get me to buy a thing. Yeah. And it bothers me a lot that we've subscribed willingly, by the way, to a system that controls the center of our reward center of our brains. Yeah. To the point where, like, the whole purpose of that thing is to give us a Pavlovian response in order to sell us or keep our attention on a thing. Yeah. Like it's, it's, we chose to be controlled and it bugs me. You know, like when there's a commercial and they're like, they're like, oh, my kid is, kids are running through the house and they're like, my kids are safe and I love them. That's why I use Downy. Your kids are not safe because you're using Downy. <laughs> they're trying to get you to buy a product and connect with the emotional attachment to your children and safety. Yeah. But those two have nothing to do with each other. That's what TikTok is doing to you. <laughs> They're trying to I get mean, you. <laughs> that, but and it's working and you're letting it. I know. But that, dude, that's where we've been. That's where, like, that's that's literally what advertising is. I mean, we've <sighs> been in that system forever. It's just taken a different form. I'm not saying that it's good. And, like, yeah, social media has its own unique problems for sure. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we just have to rely for a business. I'm like, not saying it doesn't work. That's the worst part. Like, I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't work. No, no, it does work. It 100% yeah. works. Like, they, yeah. you're the dog in this, in this Pavlov. But at the same time, like, I feel like I'm one of the dogs who's like, I know what you're doing with the bell. Yeah. I don't like it. And they're like, yeah, but if you want to eat, you better respond to the bell. And I'm like, oh, well, I have to eat to live. Yeah. It's weird that you built a system where I have to literally be a guinea pig to get, like, basic necessities to live. Yeah. But, like, oh, by the way, you're addicted to it now. Please, come on, man. Yeah, it's like, what? It's essentially a drug screen. No. <laughs> eat the food, fatty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the saddest image I thought of. Oh, uh, just a do I'm weird dogs crying every 15 seconds. Please, more serotonin. That sounds even worse with the way my voice. <laughs> That's the dog barking right there. Oh, God, I'm sorry for all my listeners, all of our listeners right now hearing this terrible sound coming out of sorry, my Sorry, that was my short rant. Yeah. I promise. I'm just, I'm, I'm too self aware and like. I mean, I mean, a lot of people who are like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, it's crazy. You don't see yeah, it. Like, no. it's insane. Yeah. No, I sound it's... like a conspiracy theorist, you know? Oh, God. They're trying to shorten our attention span. Like, so they take our attention. They'll take our guns. We'll forget in 15 seconds. It's all oh, the attention God. we got. 
god. I don't know why I sound like a southern Texas man. That's just that's just where we are right now. I know, I know. So I would say one of the best things that I can suggest to someone who's trying to get the algorithm on their side, or at least uh, is beginning to kind of work the algorithm, is just take nice, clean pictures with good lighting that you find an aesthetic for that you like. You know, I think we talked about aesthetics on one of the last episodes. Mm -hmm. And just post it. You don't even have to be using the right hashtags. Like, just post it. Yeah. It's weird because I go through these these filters of like, I only want to post it if it's good. And then I go through 20% of my other days. Yeah. Like, dude, content, everything is content. Yeah. Another and, if, and if you wanted to make that instead, because again, the algorithm is really pushing reels right now. So instead of taking, if you wanted to like do a reel instead of a photo, but basically have it be the same thing. If you were going to take a picture of a cup, have that cup in that same position where you would take a photo of it, but just do a video where you're like just panning across it oh, five yeah. seconds. That's a reel right there. It's simple. It the algorithm treats it as a reel, and it's and it's yeah. The algorithm it's something. Like, no. it, can, it can be very simple, or have or take a, or take a short video of you holding it in your hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. The algorithm doesn't know good. The algorithm doesn't have a preference on your content. It knows there's danger it, words. It knows yeah. there's words that you can and cannot say based on what it wants to share. But like the algorithm doesn't know. Oh, that's a good clean picture of a bowl. Yeah. It's like oh, oh are people engaging with this yeah. picture? Cool. We're gonna boost this more. Like that's why toxicity is so so upvoted. Like if you get a lot of react like. Or it would be interesting for the majority of society to know that any interaction with any content is positive for the algorithm, even if it's negative. Yeah. Like, if a thousand people go to a TikTok, regardless of what the content is, and scream racial slurs on there, the algorithm's still going to be like, wow, a thousand people interacted with this. Yeah. Versus maybe someone else's content, which don't do this, someone else's content who posts a really good, clean shot of some artwork, but like one person liked it and con commented on it. Yeah. Like one of them is the mouse is getting the cheese on the other end. That's all that is. Mm -hmm. And so anything is content. You just need to post it. TikTok has, and this is new. Uh, mm. I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok. TikTok has devolved into putting music behind pictures and it's just a slideshow. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? I think I, I think I have, yeah. It's just open your camera and post the last four pots with music behind it. And that's content right now. Yeah. You could do that right... Listener, you could do that right now. <laughs> and that's content. Pause the episode and you, do it right You now. could literally do it right now. Yeah. And then you'd get a couple likes and you're like, wow, that really counted as content. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's insane how trained we are and thirsty for that little bit of serotonin in our brain to the point where you can devolve content into just pictures of music behind yeah. it. Which, in my mind, that's great. If it's yeah. if it's simple but it still gets the job done, I'm here for it. And I think like another like last thing I'll like leave folks with too, which is again something I've had to tell myself many times because I really resist doing new things because I don't like that learning curve of like sucking at something. Because we're old. I, I honestly, dude, I've always had it. I've I've always struggled with like learning new media, learning new things because I mean like I like learning new things, but I hate being bad at new things. Oh, that makes if sense. that makes sense, yeah. And I hate when things take a really long time. So it's like with learning how to adapt to changing social media needs and like what kind of content you need to produce, just keep in mind that like it does get easier and it doesn't take, and slowly it takes less time. Like even like when I first started editing these videos for YouTube, I was like, oh my God, this takes forever. Yeah. I miss when it was just a podcast because it was so much easier. But you know, after, you know, three, four months, it started to take not quite as much time to do. Yeah. And now, I mean, yeah, sure. It still takes a lot of time. I, mean, I yeah. still miss yeah. when it was just a podcast and not also a YouTube video. You start learning but, where you can not cut quality corners, but you start learning where you
you can like speed up the process yeah. because the quality the quality doesn't get any better with more time spent on this one section. Yeah, yeah. And you just and you you get you get faster at like learning the interface of things and like 100%. Yeah. And so so it gets, you know, fear not, it gets easier and it's just it's just uh yeah, we just got to keep learning. You know what I hate and Tell I, me. I I think everyone hates this, right? is when you get used to a system that you've just learned, you've started to get good at it, and then the system updates, oh. and it changes where the effing buttons are, and you're oh, like, oh! My buttons! I have to crop over here on the right now instead of the left? Yeah, sure, I can learn it, but that's five seconds per crop, and I have to crop this 20 times! Oh my god. In this one section! Too much. As a final word, just post whatever content you have, as long as it's, you know, safe and not damaging to people, of course, but like, yeah. don't be afraid of posting because you think it's gonna be cringe. Mm -hmm. Instead of cringing, perhaps kill the part of you that cringes. Yeah. Yeah. Cringe yeah. not, my child. Cringe not. It is based to not cringe at night so. <laughs> <laughs>